If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. Great to be with you again to talk about the Parsha, to talk about the weekly Torah reading, to talk about <coughs> excuse me, some lesson in life that we can inculcate, that we can take into ourselves, internalize, make it part and parcel of our own lives, to see how Torah illuminates life, to see how Torah illuminates our own lives, to see how Torah speaks to us directly and personally, making our lives meaningful and purposeful. <clears throat> Unfortunately, shuls are closed once again as this horrific virus roars through our community. The third wave apparently is far worse than the first and second, so the specialists tell us. And I appeal to everyone to use every bit of caution to be safe and healthy. Fulfill the protocols correctly to the letter of the law with masks, with social distancing, with keeping away from crowds and staying away from any type of activity that God forbid can spread this terrible virus. It is deadly. It is something which doesn't recognize any borders, any differences. It attacks anybody and everybody. And all of us continue to hear story after story of friends, of close people, of loved ones who are being negatively affected by this terrible virus. Again, I appeal to each and every one of you to do whatever you can to help stop this virus by behaving in a way which is consistent <coughs> with the protocols as outlined by the professionals and specialists again and again. And also, if you are eligible to receive a vaccination, do whatever you can as soon as you can to get out there and get vaccinated. It is important. It is vital it is something that can and will protect you and, yes, even save your life. Do it. Do it quickly. Do it in the fullest measure as soon as you can. The Parsha is Chukah, an interesting Parsha because it contains a number of stories. But what makes it most interesting is its name and the opening law that gives it its name. Chukah, of course, means an Irrational, supra-rational law. And what is this supra-rational law? The law of the para-aduma, the red heifer. Something which boggles the mind completely. Even King Solomon, the wisest of men, said he fathomed the entire Torah. But when it came to the law of the para-aduma, it is something which he could not understand. And we have to understand why, in fact, we are given such laws. Why would God give a human being who prides himself on intelligence, why would God give us a law that simply cannot be fathomed by the human mind? It is completely beyond us. Why would Hashem give us something that is completely beyond our reach? And the story of the Para Aduma, the story of the Red Heifer, is difficult to understand not only because it is beyond our intelligence, but because it's so contradictory. On the one hand, it purifies an individual who had to be purified, who came into contact with a dead body and had to be elevated out of ritual impurity. 
And yet the person who prepares this para aduma, he himself becomes impure. That adds to the illogical dimension of the para aduma. From beginning to end, it is something which is so, so difficult for us to understand. And we sit back and we wonder, what is this really? What is human intelligence really? Why would God give us laws that are contradictory? Why would God give us laws that are beyond comprehension? What is logical about? What in fact are the limits of human comprehension and human intelligence? What is the human being all about? Is the human being meant to understand everything? Is this his destiny? If in fact the human being is a creature of intelligence as he, she is, does the human being have the capacity to understand all that needs to be understood? And we know when it comes to mitzvot, when it comes to commandments, there are three categories. There are those categories which fall into the dimension of mishpatim, laws that make absolute sense. In fact, our sages tell us that there are laws that had God not given us those laws, human understanding would come to bring those laws into being, laws that we understand, don't kill, don't steal, laws of social behavior, or ethical and moral behavior that most of us would understand to be absolutely correct and necessary. There are edut, laws of testimonials, for instance, the festival of Pesach, when we recall and remember the great miracles that took place to us as a people, that we understand to a large degree as well. That after all, we are a people and we celebrate those miracles that happened to our ancestors and we try to relive them as best we can, as best we should. We give honor to the past by living those moments in the present. And yet there are chukim, there are laws that simply are beyond our comprehension. We can understand some of them to a certain degree. And yet there are those, such as the red heifer, which are completely beyond comprehension. And not only that, but in the wording of the Pasuk that talks to us about it, it says, Zot chukata Torah. This is the law of the Torah. In other words... What is Torah? Torah is a book of instruction, a lesson. Instructions have to be understood. Instructions have to be internalized. In order for them to be internalized, they have to be internalized within the human capacity. And therefore, a human being, being a creature of intelligence, has to understand things. Otherwise, there is a huge degree of frustration. And yet Torah tells us, that God speaks to Moshe and Aaron and he says to them, Zot chukata Torah, this is the law. The red heifer, something which bubbles the mind completely, something which is way beyond human comprehension, understanding, the law that even King Solomon couldn't understand. This is what Torah is all about. That in itself begs the question, what is Torah really all about? Should Torah be understood? Can Torah be understood? Of course it could be understood. This is why we make a blessing when we study Torah. There is the mitzvah of studying Torah, and study 
implies understanding. So if studying Torah is a mitzvah, and studying Torah becomes an obligation, how come when we speak about this is what Torah is all about, we choose something which is so far beyond human comprehension, so far beyond anything that can be understood. And this is the opening words of the Parsha. This is the name of the Parsha. And before we get into the Parsha at all and the stories that it contains and the laws that it contains, we have to stop and consider what in fact is being told to us. Are we simply talking to us in words that make no sense whatsoever, but perhaps we're talking in a code that what we're being told over here is something which is deeply profound and a lesson within itself. It gives us insight into what human intelligence is really all about. It gives us an insight into what our relationship with Torah is all about. And by extension, it gives us an insight into what our relationship with God is all about. When God gives us a certain law, or when God gives us any law or all laws, what is that connection all about? What is that relationship all about? What is the purpose of comprehension? What is the purpose of understanding? How far does it go? How far can it go? And why, in fact, is this particular commandment, the story of the red heifer, the one that's called Zot Chukata Torah, this is the law of Torah, more of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about Chukas, we're talking about these laws that boggle the mind, we're talking about human intelligence. We're talking about the limits of human intelligence. How powerful is it really and how great is it really? And it reminds me of that wonderful little story of the child who's off to the very first day of kindergarten, excited, standing at the door waiting for the parent to take him off to the very first day of school. Off he goes with his little bag, comes back full of the joys of life. The next day, the parent thinks this little guy is going to go to school again filled with joy. Kid's nowhere to be seen. The parent calls the child and says, come, aren't you going to school? He says, no. He says, why aren't you going to school yesterday? You were so excited. Why aren't you going to school today? He says, well, yesterday I already learned everything. I have nothing to go back for. Now think about that for a moment. Just imagine if a human being could understand everything. Let's take a human being of extraordinary IQ, extraordinary intelligence. Let's say there's a human being who could understand everything. Would that be a blessing or a curse? Some would say a blessing. (laughs) Can you imagine understanding everything? Others would argue and say, no, that would be a curse. Because one day you come to the end of the road, the end of the road of knowledge, the end of the road of intelligence and intellectual development. There is nothing left after this point. You know everything. Someone once asked the great Hasidic scholar, what is Hasidic philosophy all about? And answered that Hasidic is that teaching which tells us how small 
low a human being is and how great, how huge he or she can become. Now, this is something which is very important for us to understand. The human mind is, on the one hand, extremely limited, because as human beings, we are limited. We are limited by time and space. We are limited by the reality of the human condition. But on the other hand, a human being, his mind is limitless. And no matter how much a human understands, there is so much more to understand. There is no limit to understanding. And certainly when it comes to Torah, which is the wisdom of God, a divine wisdom, there is no limit to the amount that can be understood. And this is why the great sages would study and delve into the secrets of Torah more and more and more and more and express unbelievable dimensions of knowledge, of intellectual development. And even Lahavdu, in matters of scientific knowledge, the ideas are in a sense limitless. We don't come to the end of the road. It's not as if once upon a time we've exhausted all that there is to know. But in each and every single generation, there is more and more and more and more to know. But the more we know the honest scholar, the true scholar, the humble scholar will admit how little we know. Because regardless of how limitless our intelligence is, that in itself indicates how little we truly know. Because the human mind is vast, it's powerful. It has incredible grasp. It's able to reach far beyond the limitations that we understand. But at the same time, it cannot grasp everything. Everything is far beyond it. And if this is true within the physical dimensions of life, how much more so in Torah, which are the divine dimensions of life? Chukas tells us that Torah is divine knowledge. And there comes a point that we simply cannot understand the fullness of God's knowledge. Yes, there are volumes that we can understand. There are dimensions so far beyond what we normally think that we can grasp and comprehend. But there is so much more far beyond us that we cannot. Because being human beings... We are limited by the condition of being human beings. Chukim reminds us that things come from God. And therefore there comes a point when faith and munah comes into play. And that faith is infinite beyond intelligence. It's not that faith is there for those who are weak in intelligence. Faith is there really for those who are great and developed in intellectual greatness. 
Faith takes us to dimensions which are far beyond the limitations of mind, of space, of time. And it's that's in, that incredible combination that makes us who we are. As said before, man who is so small can become so great. It's not the limited laws that we understand that makes us great. It's not even the testimonials. It's the chukim. It's the supra-rational laws. It's those laws that takes us in to that incredible dimension which is infinite, beyond limitation, beyond description. And although as human beings we look at it, and in human terms it does boggle the mind. In human terms it does confuse us somewhat. In human terms because we try to reconcile it with logic, with understanding, it does confuse us. But in truth, it takes us to places that are far beyond human intelligence. But why does Torah say this particular law? Why couldn't Torah choose another super-rational law to give us this lesson? Why couldn't Torah give us another super-rational law to teach us this miraculous, majestic combination between the limits and limitlessness of the human capacity? And perhaps the answer is, what is the purpose? What is the function? What is the effect of the Pura Adum of the Red Heifer? As mentioned earlier on, if an individual was in a state of spiritual or ritual impurity, in other words, in a state of extreme negativity, he goes through the process of the Pura Aduma ritual and becomes pure. Now, what does that mean? As explained so many times when we were studying the book of Ayikra, the book of Leviticus, that spiritual or ritual impurity means there is an insensitivity, an inability to be sensitive and grasp greater things. To be spiritually or ritually pure means you are able to grasp delicate, divine, sensitive concepts and ideas. Now, very often people would think, ah, it's just too bad. We are in a state of tuma, of ritual or spiritual impurity. And therefore, we are doomed to a life of restriction and limitation. We are doomed to an existence of impurity. We are doomed to a reality where we can no longer be elevated to a sensitivity that can carry us to different and higher levels. And this is why in certain religions, this is what they talk about. You are doomed by your physical condition. You are doomed by your human condition. You are doomed by the reality simply because you are. Within the Judaism, within Torah, we speak about something entirely different. We talk about the idea of transformation of taking a situation and moving it out of its negative state into a positive state, of taking it from a state of spiritual insensitivity and elevating to a state of spiritual sensitivity. This can be done. 
But the only way it can be done is reaching into an area which is far beyond human comprehension and understanding. This goes into the realm of the chukim, of the supra-rational infinite laws that God gave us. This cannot be done by human understanding alone. This can only be done by entering into the dimensions of faith, by entering into those holy dimensions where God gave us the power to do just that. And this is why it says, this is the law of the Torah. What is the purpose of Torah? Why did God give the world? Why did God give us the Torah? Only to know, to study, to understand? Yes, to a certain degree, yes. But he gave us the Torah to change the world, to transform the world, to elevate the physical, to show us that the physical is a creation of God, and to expose the spiritual that is contained within. He showed us that a human being, while at first glance is limited by all sorts of human restrictions, can be elevated to a higher purpose through the application of Torah. But not through the limitations of his condition. He has to reach into something higher. And this is symbolized by the red heifer. This is symbolized by the para aduma. This is symbolized by that which stands higher than the human condition. And this is something which is so important for us to understand. That we as people have the ability of not only taking the step which is relative to our own condition, we are able to move far beyond. That's the story of the Paraduma. Do we fully understand it? No. But its effect is incredibly powerful. We enter a state of Tara, of purity, of holiness. More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. So we're talking about how the human being is both a combination of the great limits of the human mind and the limitlessness of the human mind. And he has to somehow connect both. And in order to understand the purpose of his being is to transform the negativity of his own being of the world. And this is why the red heifer becomes that particular super-rational law, supra-rational law that tells us this particular lesson. The question is, how do we actually, how do we actually implement this knowledge or understand or recognize this knowledge in our lives? And for this we come to the, well, toward the end of the Parsha, the very famous story when the Jewish people misbehave somewhat. And God, unfortunately, has to punish them. How does he punish them? He sends in a whole swarm of serpents, of snakes. And the Jewish people begin to scream and cry to Moses to be saved. And God says to Moshe that he should make a serpent out of copper and put it atop of a huge pole. And when the Jewish people would look up to that copper pole, and see uh, that copper snake on top of the pole, they would be saved and healed from the bites of these venomous serpents. And our sages ask the obvious question, Does a serpent kill? Does a serpent actually give life or heal? Referring to the copper serpent. And their sages say, yes, when the Jewish people look upward toward heaven, 
it brings about healing. But we have to take a look at what the sages are saying. It says, does a serpent kill and does a serpent heal? Well, you know, to a logical mind, a copper serpent, serpent doesn't heal. But to a logical mind, a living serpent does kill. So what do they mean when they ask the rhetorical question, does a serpent kill? Of course a serpent kills. But herein lies the profound message, the deeper thought. We have to look at the world and understand that that which appears to be natural is actually a miraculous act of God. And this is the way we see the infinite within the finite. What appears to us to be, well, acceptable and rational, a serpent, a poisonous, venomous serpent, bites a human being, that bite, God forbid, can be fatal. But why should it be fatal? And the answer is because that's the way God created it. God created this particular creature in a particular sort of way that it can bite and when it does, its bite can be fatal. And if we accept that as an act of divine, miraculous creation within the natural order, then the copper serpent can heal as well because that too is an act of God. And this is something which takes tremendous amount of faith and training to recognize the miraculous within the natural. And this is what this Parsha is all about, to recognize the supra-rational within the rational, that which is beyond logic within the logic. Not to be limited and satisfied with the logic, but to realize that within the logic, there is no logic. Because even the logic can be disproven, and even the logic ultimately, with human rationale and human intelligence, can be shown to be incorrect as we have seen. And this is why, although we live within the realm of human intelligence and logic, it is the faith that must permeate every single area of life, every single action that we do. Our ethics and morality is not something which human beings have come up with and have agreed to, but that too is dependent upon a profound and powerful faith in God, His Word, His commandments, His instructions. That's what keeps us loyal. That's what keeps us ethical and moral. And this is why when it comes to these laws, when it comes to this Parsha, this is something that we have to understand again and again and again. Chukim. It's not only there is this, the logical, and there is that, the superlogical. It's all a word of a ship. It might appear like this, it might appear like that. But both are the word of God. And both need faith. So, well, I'm not going to say when you're in shul tomorrow because shuls are closed, unfortunately. When you're at home tomorrow and you pick up a chumash to read the Parsha of the week, listen to the words throughout the entire Parsha. It has some fascinating stories, the death of Miriam, the death of Aaron, the story of the serpents. Listen to every single story and try to see some message for yourself. A message that talks to you about Understanding human intelligence, the human condition, faith, that which is far beyond the human condition. Try to understand all those things within your own life. Apply them in your own life. Understand how small a human being is and how big 
he or she can become. This is our mission. This is our purpose. This is, in fact, what we're all about. This is something which Torah teaches us. This is something which the Red Heifer teaches us. This is something which this Parsha teaches us. Good Shabbos.